What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. We have made it to Friday, September 18th, 2020. Last show of the week, a very long, arduous week, very uh, reminiscent of this Tigers rebuild. Last night, another beatdown courtesy of the Cleveland Indians. Man, I don't know what it is. And the Indians are a good team. But the Cleveland Indians just bring out the worst in the Detroit Tigers. And they have over the last several years, really dating back to, you could say 2015, but really 2016 was when uh, this string of dominance uh, over the, the Tigers really began. It, it was a brutal game, a 10-3 to loss. But I'll say this, man, and this is why I love those Indians. They give me a plethora of material. To work off of. I I mean, that's the thing. As somebody who does a podcast, as someone who makes content talking about the Detroit Tigers, the 19-0 loss or or 14-0 losses or a loss like last night, man, that gives me plenty of stuff to talk about. I'll be able to cover this game in my sleep. It's the 5-2 loss in the middle of who gives a crap August, right? Those are the games where I I don't have a lot to work off of, like the, the White Sox game. Last last Sunday, I barely had anything to even say about that one. Uh, this one, a spectacular disaster. You know, it is, in fairness, as ugly as it is, much easier to talk about a car accident in which your car flipped seven times than it is to talk about a fender bender. More went on. Yeah, it was uglier, but a lot more happened. It, it made for better stories, and that's kind of what we got last night. Ten to three loss at the hands of the tribe. I'll start with who was on the mound for Cleveland. Uh, Shane Bieber, as I mentioned last night, and I, this is unchanged, the best pitcher in the American League. You know, I'm still partial to DeGrom, so I'm not going to say best pitcher in baseball. I think he needs a little bit of a larger sample size to say that, but he's locked in, man. And I said this in my post game, but I am still so baffled at Sandy Alomar's decision to, to bring him out there for the eighth inning at all. I know he got those two outs, but man, oh man, he was laboring. And he ends up giving up that three-run home run to Willie Castro, a a very, very head-scratching decision by Sandy Alomar there. I, I mean, I, I think Tito would have pulled him, obviously. Uh, I think Tito Francona is, is the, the best manager in baseball for my money. A horrifying decision. And could, like, it won't cost him a Cy Young, right? But I was going to go on my postgame last night and say, I think this guy might be the MVP of the league. He has dominated everyone. But there's a big difference between a one three seven ERA and a, and a 174 ERA, especially if we're talking about an MVP. But through those first seven innings that he pitched, I've seen guys throw no hitters who didn't feature the kind of stuff that Shane Bieber was featuring last night. I mean, he was just incredible. And especially early on, what was weird is that early on, he was missing his fastball a bit, glove side. But after like the first two batters, he fixed that. And watching him pitch, it's like watching a butterfly expand its wings. Like it just gets more and more beautiful as the game goes on. Because he started off, he had good fastball command, good command of the slider and the curve. But then all of a sudden, he's bringing out change-ups. He's bringing out cutters as the, as the game goes deeper and deeper. And eventually, he got to a point where he was bouncing pitches 55 feet and guys were swinging at it. It was really a glorious performance. And yeah, while it's, it's the opposition, right? It's, it's the team that I don't root for. He is a whole lot of fun to watch, man. The Indians truly have something special with him. Uh, he's on some kind of roll. Offensively, nothing doing for the Tigers outside of Willie Castro's three-run home run there late in the ball game, and that's kind of what I expected, man. I mean, that's two nights in a row they got shut down by a good pitcher. Obviously, Shane Bieber, a much, much better in terms of pedigree, at least so far, than Brady Singer is, though I thought Singer was just phenomenal the other night for KC. The other big story about this game was Casey Mize obviously pitched for the Tigers and say what you will about how he's pitched so far. You get excited for his starts. 
I mean, it gives us something to talk about here. It's the same with Scooball, same with some of the other young guys who, who have gotten called up so far this season. He wasn't good last night, and, and I would I thought he would pitch well. I don't know. Maybe I, I thought they really got something out of him in his last outing against the best lineup in the American League in the White Sox. I thought he would he would build off of that and pitch pretty well last night, and he didn't. You know, gave up the solo shot to Jose Ramirez early in the game. That that's fine. You know, obviously you'd prefer he doesn't, but left a splitter up. J Ram crushed it. J Ram, the ultimate tiger killer, at least for the Indians, four hits last night, including two home runs. But the stuff looked fine. You know, you give up a solo home run early on. Even some of the best pitchers uh, are are capable of of leaving one up early in a game. It seemed like he was kind of settling in in the second and third innings. Looked uh, a little bit more confident. Mainly it was the fastball. It seemed like both the two-seamer and the four-seamer he was locating with ease. So you were getting a glimpse of the kind of pitcher that we saw at Auburn and that we saw in the minor leagues last year, which is a guy who just has incredible command of all of his pitches, but mainly his fastball. I mean, there's very few pitchers. I've talked about this before. There's very few pitchers who build around their off-speed stuff. You build around your fastball. If you're locating with your fastball, the other stuff is likely to come, and Mize is, is no exception. And through three innings, I thought he looked solid, and then the, the bottom fell out in the fourth inning. Gave up a single, and then a home run to Ramirez. He threw one too many fastballs to J-Ram, and he crushed it. Didn't make it through four innings, three and two-thirds, four hits, five runs, only three earned, three walks, and one strikeout. Uh, Isaac Paredes had an egregious error at third base that uh, would have gotten the Tigers out of the fourth inning. So that's a little bit skewed. But either way, another disappointing start for Casey Mize. Look, we're seeing improvement by some guys here. We're seeing improvement by Tarek Skubal, right? I, I know he had that awful start against the Cardinals. Three of his last four starts, he's been much better. I thought he was very good the other night against the Royals. I'm not seeing that from Casey Mize. He's pitching like a guy who, who's kind of overthinking, who's aiming instead of throwing. And there was a lot of pitches last night, so many pitches that were low. There's so many pitches that he missed just by a few inches away or off the plate. Now, I got to bring it up. If you have a good defensive catcher who can frame a pitch, somebody would probably be able to steal those. We saw that last night with Roberto Perez several times. Shane Bieber threw a pitch that was out of the zone. Perez was able to frame it and steal a strike. You don't get that from Austin Romine. Sign somebody good, and that'll change. Now, uh, that was I'm, I'm still I'm still coming off of my rant from yesterday, but either way, a very disappointing outing by Casey Mice. And I look, there's some people who believe that he looks like a bust. That's a minority, but a vocal minority. There's some people who believe you need to be extremely patient, and he'll grow. I fall somewhere in the middle. Like, yes, I, I do think patience is important, especially for a young pitcher, especially given the circumstances, no minor league season, uh, the COVID break, all that stuff. I'm also not under the belief that we just need to praise him and be in awe of the fact that he's here. Like, I do think at a certain point you need to show improvement even early in your career. Show me something that makes me say, okay, that's why you're the number one pick. That's why you were so highly touted. Like, we've seen maybe, like, small glimpses in an inning or two. I thought his start against the White Sox was pretty solid, but even then, like, he he didn't make it through six innings, right? Like, to me, if he goes this whole season, which would be what, you know, six, seven, eight starts, right, without going six innings once, I will view it as a disappointment. And maybe that's lofty expectations. I don't think so. One start of six innings for the number one pick in the draft, I don't think that's asking too much, personally. And last night, I just, I don't know, the stuff didn't even wow me last night either. It was a very frustrating start by Casey Mize last evening. 
And one thing I need to point out about last night's game, and really, I would say the last, like, week's worth of games, maybe maybe not that many, maybe the last five days or so. Look, given the roster, given the circumstances, given the team that they've tried to assemble here over the last several years, there's going to be games that you're going to lose simply because the other team is more talented, right? And that's going to be a majority of the games that the Tigers are going to play, and a majority of the games they have played over the last several years. When looked at it through that perspective, there is kind of an excuse for losing. They just don't have very good players. To me, there's no excuse for laziness. There's no excuse for poor fundamentals, and like, they aren't playing well. That's the thing. Like, even the, the games through the first 40-so games of this season, they lost a lot. I never claimed that they were a good team, but like, even the games they were losing, for the most part, were simply because they were going up against a team or a pitcher that was far superior to them. And that was that was the case last night. Obviously, I didn't expect them to get much out of Bieber, but the errors, the poor at-bats, weak base running, bad pitching, bad game calling, that is stuff that is correctable even by a bad team. Like, I, I brought this up with the Royals the other day where it's like, I know the Royals aren't a good team. But they, they have an identity, and they do play with a level of toughness and grit that is admirable. And yeah, they're going to lose a lot of games because they don't have a lot of very good players. But what I see out of them is kind of what I would have liked to have seen more of out of Detroit over the last several years, which is a team that is not good, but at least one with somewhat of an identity, at least one that might not play good baseball, but smart baseball, and they haven't been. Over the last couple days or so, they've played some really ugly baseball. They've made errors, they haven't pitched well, they've gotten rocked pretty bad. Uh, disappointing, because I think th through the first 40-so games of this season, that, that wasn't necessarily the case, even when they were tripping up and losing games. So that'll do it for segment one. When I come back, I'm going to preview uh, tonight's pitching matchup. Michael Falmer, oh boy, back on the mound for the Tigers against the Indians. We'll be right back. Look, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, people just brush it off and blame themselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or they avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to Roman.com slash LockedOnMLB today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. And we're back. I forgot to bring up one more thing about last night's game. Jordan Zimmerman pitched in relief. You know, I wondered how they were going to use him. I, I know they only used him as a starter for that spot start in St. Louis against the Cardinals for a doubleheader. Guess what? He was awful last night. One and two-thirds innings, six hits, five runs, all of them earned one walk and two strikeouts. 
you know, it's sad, I guess. I mean, it's not that sad because he was never really good here outside of the first month. Like, it'd be sad if it was some elite pitcher who'd given us some good years. Jordan Zimmerman, in 97% of his tenure in Detroit, was objectively awful. But, you know, this is uh, these are the, the waning days of Jordan Zimmerman's professional baseball career. And I've been asked before if there's any possibility that this could be a Anibal Sanchez situation. Where Anibal Sanchez, for the last... Two and a half years in Detroit was terrible. He's one of the worst pitchers in baseball. He leaves, gets released by the Twins after they sign him, finds something in Atlanta, goes to Washington, wins a World Series for him last year, and pitches some pretty darn good baseball. People have asked if it could be one of those situations with Jordan Zimmerman. To that I say absolutely not. Because I think one of the issues with Sanchez was mechanics. That's never been the issue with with Zim. I, I, I don't think the Tigers pitching coaches did him any favors. I know they kind of reinvented him, and I think he probably trusted the staff here because his best years were in Detroit. But but you look at pitch value, you look at some of the advanced numbers, or even some of the basic numbers, there is no chance that Jordan Zimmerman is going to find it somewhere else. His days of being an effective major league pitcher were done several years ago. His days of even being an average to below average major league pitcher are gone as well. He, he just doesn't have it. And we only got, what, 10 more games of him in Detroit. I tweeted this out. It would be a fitting end to his tenure for it to end with him getting rocked by Cleveland as they did to him oh so many times in his tenure in Detroit. I'm sure they'll give him one or two more outings, maybe even a start at the very end of the season. But other than that, not a whole lot of positives out of Jay Zem, and there haven't been for a while. Let's move on to tonight's pitching matchup, a 7-10 ballgame in Comerica Park against the Indians. On the mound for the Indians, you have Zach Plesak. He comes in with a 3-2 record and a 2.20 ERA. Plesak will look to bounce back from his first stumble of the season where he gave up five runs on six hits through seven innings at Minnesota on Saturday. He had permitted five runs total over his first five starts of the year. This kid's legit, and I know he did some moronic stuff, breaking proto there during... Uh, the great COVID crisis of 2020, which I guess is still technically ongoing, but we've said it a million times, nobody develops starting pitching quite like the Cleveland Indians do, and this kid's legit. He was good for them last year. He's been excellent for them this year. He was good last season. Got called up. Not I don't recall him being like some highly sought-after prospect. I mean, I, I, it seems like every starting pitching prospect for the Indians at this point is sought-after because of how well they develop them. But he was good last season, and he's been great this year. This kid's really good. I think he's going to pitch well. Tigers' offense is scuffling. On the other end, for the Tigers, you have Michael Fulmer coming in with an 0-2 record and an abysmal 9-2-7 ERA. Fulmer felt like he had his best pitches of the year in his last start despite allowing five White Sox runs on nine hits over two and two-thirds innings. What? Really? He thought he had his best stuff? Wow. He allowed eight runs on ten hits over five and two-thirds innings in consecutive starts against Cleveland in August. Uh, I'm I'm kind of at a loss with Michael Fulmer. You know, we're all rooting for him. We all like the guy. There's nothing unlikable about Michael Fulmer as a pitcher or really as a person, but I don't know. I've watched him his last couple outings. I've watched him this season. The stuff is flat. Command hasn't been very good. He's not missing bats. I, I am yet to really find a single positive to take out of Michael Fulmer's season in 2020. Like, I thought we would come away from this saying, well, the fastball velocity's back, or the off-speed stuff is good, or he's commanding his pitches. No, man. The only positive, and this is, I am reaching here. Oh, boy, am I reaching. The only positive is... Well, maybe he could be a guy who could come out of the bullpen. You know, I'm not going to completely give up on him yet. 
I, I it wouldn't shock me at all if if that he ends up even starting next year in the rotation. But man, he's been he's been tough to watch. The stuff hasn't been great. The command hasn't been great. He's gotten beat around in almost every start, and including two starts against Cleveland as well. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. There you'll find the link to my YouTube page. I'll have a movie review up this weekend for the new Netflix film, The Devil All the Time. That devil wants to devil all the time, devil all the time. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening. That will do it for this week's worth of shows. Definitely a grind. Only, what, 10 more games in this season. And then, then really the fun begins. Then I get to watch some real baseball as teams play each other in the postseason. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And go Tigers.